Hello, listeners. This episode has not started yet. I recorded the whole thing, and then the more that I thought about what I talked about, I decided I needed to add a little addendum before it actually started. In this episode, I fall over myself to not call what I describe trauma, but the more and more that I've thought about it after the fact, the more I realize, no, I'm, I'm pretty much describing trauma. So you'll hear me hem and haw and try to hedge around calling it trauma because I'm not an expert in the field, but it, it, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm describing. And so I'm going to go ahead and acknowledge that and to encourage you to get the most appropriate help that you need using that word as it applies best. Okay, now the episode can start. Before I start to tell you the following story, I need to warn you about something. If you are the type who does not react well in mind or in stomach to even the mention, even the thought of other people vomiting, you will not do well with this story by the end. I'm saying that just, just to let you know that, that certain elements are coming over the next couple of minutes. And I don't want you, dear listener, to be surprised. And I don't want you to have your own reaction all over your phone or all over your laptop or all over your living room carpet or your dining room table or wherever it is that you are listening to this. So by the end of this story, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that, that by the time we get to the end of the story, there, there will be parts that are not for the faint of heart and not for the queasy of stomach. Okay. So it, you you have you have this warning. I think I have done my due diligence and and so if you want to just skip to the next segment, we'll get you caught up. If you don't want to actually get through the the gory details, okay? Okay. You've been warned. Now on to the story. Here we go. I hate lima beans. And when I say I hate lima beans, I am not just saying, oh, I prefer not to eat those as part of my culinary choices. I am not just saying, oh, I, I just have a dislike for this particular item and I'd prefer not to eat it. No, I am saying, I am telling you 
I hate lima beans. And if if you want further to to have to have a further notion of of what I mean by this, the 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 social media graphic that I made for this week's podcast that's going to be shared on my various platforms to help promote this episode. It's a picture of lima beans. And when I tell you that I had to restrain myself from gagging while looking at pictures of lima beans, this is the extent to which I hate them. Are, are we clear on this yet? Now, I, I have mentioned this in various spaces. I think pe people who know me beyond a, a cursory sort of knowing have probably heard me at one point or another mention my hatred for lima beans. And, and, and it's a joking thing, and I can joke about it, but, but I hardly ever actually tell. In fact, I don't think I've ever told the story of why I hate, hate lima beans. So now you get to hear this story. Yes, this whole podcast is not going to be about lima beans for my sake and for yours. But but we, we are heading somewhere. But, but first, I'm going to tell you the story of how I came to hate lima beans. Okay. I was in first grade. I was in first grade and I had elected. I usually in those days, most of elementary school, I think up until maybe sixth grade. I can't remember whether things changed in sixth grade. They certainly did in seventh. But for the most part, during my elementary school years, I packed my own lunch. I would carry my own lunch to school in a, in a, what, in those days, you know, we, we, I had a, a classic metal DC superheroes lunchbox. And I used this metal DC superheroes lunchbox. It's probably worth like a million dollars now. I have no idea where it is. But in those days, that is what I used to carry my lunch to school. And I did this for the most part. But there would be certain days my, my parents and I would, would look at the choices. And there, there were a handful of meals that I would elect to buy. It was whenever it was pizza day whenever it was spaghetti day and maybe two or three others. There weren't many times when I wanted to buy my lunch. So, so it happened to be one of those days where I was buying my lunch and it, it was something involving pasta sauce. So maybe this was a spaghetti day. And, and I certainly remember that piece of information because of what I have been warning you about. 
So so I I went to school that day. I handed in my my lunch money and I I got that all squared away. And we got it was it was lunchtime and I got my my bought cafeteria lunch which consisted of I again I'm I'm making a very very educated guess based on memories that it it was some form of pasta with red sauce and there were maybe one or two items on my tray you know the in those days you you didn't you couldn't say no please don't put that on my tray they just automatically put stuff on your tray and so they they put a couple other things uh, but i don't remember any of the other things except one they put lima beans on my tray and so i went took my tray and i sat down and uh, of course i dug into the parts of the purchased lunch that i was excited about so that was mainly the spaghetti or whatever the other pasta was and i probably picked at the other things on my tray including the lima beans and so then a i raised my hand i i was satisfied and i raised my hand and i wanted to be dismissed so that i could go out and join my friends at recess and whoever the lunchtime monitor was it was some teacher said to me no i don't think you've eaten enough of your other food yet how about you you eat a little bit more and then i'll dismiss you and so the 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 only thing that was really left for me to eat any more of was lima beans most of the other kids had exited the cafeteria i was pretty much alone at my table and i couldn't leave the table i don't know why everyone else got to leave but i had to keep sitting there until i ate more lima beans and so i i picked at them i i i i ugh, i can i can i can feel the texture in my mouth and for some reason i just remember that it took me forever to chew these things enough to be able to swallow them and and i just i i was doing my best i was really wanting to get out there for recess and so i i choked down more of these lima beans and then they started to come back up along with the spaghetti or whatever else i had eaten that day again i just remember the red pasta sauce all over my tray all over the table at which i was sitting and i brought this to the attention of whatever adult was nearby and then i remember i was handed a bucket 
of soapy water and a rag. And at that point, I had to clean up my own vomit. And I did my best to do this. Remember, I am, what, like six, seven years old doing this? And I'm already feeling terrible because I'm alone in the lunchroom and my friends are all out having fun. And here I am cleaning up the lunch that I had just eaten. I don't remember much more about what happened that day. I don't remember whether I continued to go through the motions of going to classes and, and being made to learn things after this episode. I don't remember if any sort of report was made to my parents. Uh, th this might be them <laughs> learning it for the first time when they hear this. So, hey, guess what happened to me back in the day? That was the last time that I even remotely, voluntarily, and it was not voluntarily, ate lima beans. This was in first grade. I am 44 years old now. And I still hate lima beans because I associate them with this embarrassing, slightly traumatic experience that I had with them back in early elementary school. I have at least one other food story that kind of goes the same way, but I think we, we've had our fill, <laughs> so to speak, as far as this kind of story goes. But it is that association, that experiential association, that I have never been able to get over. Which is why I hate lima beans. I've told this story, I, I have caused you to endure this story for, I have my reasons, and we'll go into a little bit more detail about those reasons, but, but I had to finally, I feel like I've gotten something off my chest here at the start of this episode. It's, it feels, feels a bit cleansing, certainly cleansing in a more healthy way than what my body decided to do that day. Well, enough of that. Let's move on. Welcome to the Coffeehouse Contemplative Podcast.
All right. Now that we've gotten that unpleasantness out of the way, let's talk about negative associations. Certainly, you could say, at the very least, that I have a negative association with lima beans. That, that is the, the, the kindest, the most delicate, and the most borderline clinical way that you could talk about my story that I have shared and my ongoing refusal to eat that particular food item. It's because I have a negative association with it. It doesn't, it isn't that I'm worried that if I ate another lima bean ever again, that I would have the same experience. It is just that that experience was so strong and lingers so large in my mind that I will forever associate lima beans with it and, and have not yet and probably never will overcome it to ever enjoy eating those things. So I have a, again, I have a negative association with this thing. Now I am inviting you to consider, and, and not just related to food, because you might not have any negative food associations, but you might have other negative associations. That is to say that you may associate particular things with some sort of bad experience, whether it was embarrassing, whether it was even traumatic. And because that experience has hooked in your mind so deeply that if certain conditions were ever to be similar, then those old feelings and old memories, you might not even, you might not even think of that old memory again the next time, but, but there is something about the experience that causes you to feel in a similar way. And so that causes you to almost relive it again. Now, before I go much further, I, I want to acknowledge that at least some of my listeners, I've, I've used the word traumatic a couple of times, but... And, and some of my listeners might be hearing this and even say, well, gee, that just sound, that sounds a lot like trauma. 
clinically speaking or 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 otherwise. And, and I want to say that that maybe it does, but I. I, I am not the psychology expert in my family. Uh, I have a passing interest. Uh, more than a passing interest, really. But I am not going to claim to be an authority on trauma. And I'm not going to be an authority, claim to be an authority on what trauma is and isn't. I'm, I'm trying to stay in my own lane, in other words. But if, if a lot of what I'm describing in this episode sounds like trauma, then I will defer to those who work with it more closely to, to say, yeah, he, he's, 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 that's what he's talking about. So, so that, that's why I'm talking more about negative associations instead. Because, for one thing, it might not be that every negative association is, is to the point where it, is, it causes you to freeze up. Or it causes you to run away. It does cause you, perhaps, to avoid something. Or it does cause you to, to feel a a particular anger or a particular sadness or a particular anxiety or a particular negative emotion insert that here for you so so i'm i'm trying to be a little broader and a little looser with my my definitions simply because i don't have the 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 knowledge and the expertise to feel like I could speak as an authority on the particular concept of trauma. Nevertheless, you might hear this again and say, yeah, that's trauma. So in which case, sure, I'll claim it. That was a long segue. Let's get back to negative associations. We we can have these in a variety of of ways pertaining to a variety of things that might be people particular people in our lives we have had some kind of experience with them and we have a negative association with them and so it might be in our best interest to remove that person or to avoid that person in our lives, however it is that we can. It might be that particular places conjure up these negative emotions for us because we associate them with past experiences. This might be particular places where the, the event actually happened, or it might be similar places. So when people talk about, when, when let, let's talk about this in terms of something I actually know something about. The negative associations around religious belief. If someone has had a series of negative associations, negative experiences in a church setting, they may be very, very reluctant to further any 
to 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 further enter any church in the future. It doesn't have to be the church where it happened. But those associations are so strong, those mind hooks are so deep that no church will feel like a good place to them. We're talking about seasons. Seasons of the year. Maybe not total seasons, but maybe months. Maybe even particular days. Here, here here's another here's another small anecdote. No, not even an anecdote. Let's not talk about anecdotes. Do you know of someone, and maybe it's even you, who observes or who remembers the date that somebody important to you died? And so maybe it gets, that, that time of the year, that date is approaching and may, maybe a month or a week leading up to that particular date, you notice your mood changing. And maybe at first it, you don't realize the cause of it. You, you just you realize that you're 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 more short with people. You don't feel like doing as much with others or or in your work or whatever. And then it finally dawns on you, oh that date's coming up. And then maybe the the negative emotions make more sense to you. Here here's an anecdote now. The this episode is being released in mid March. The 3rd anniversary of all of the pandemic shutdowns are around this time. And I confess that I have been having my own negative emotions around that. Facebook statuses and and other things have reminded me and the, the feelings that I had that very first year have, have, have come rushing back. And it's not just that it was a pandemic, but I was experiencing a vocational shift as well. And so I was, I, I had all of these swirling emotions around a lot of different things happening to me at once. And three years later, they still get kicked up. I'm, I'm still, they're, they're still in there right now. I'm still processing them now. So these negative associations, we, the, the first step, of course, is always to realize that they're there, to realize what will cause them to happen, to anticipate what may cause them to, to bubble back up. And then after that, we can begin to figure out how to not just survive them, but to live, fully live, despite them.
Now we're at the point where I'm just going to give a brief list of things that can be done to at least begin to work through these negative associations. And I want to say first off that it may not be these these mind hooks, these negative associations that that we carry within us, that there there isn't necessarily going to be a a a happy ending for them. There there isn't necessarily going to be a story of completely overcoming so that there is they are never a factor in our lives again because that just might not be the nature of your journey as you deal with these things so so i want to go in with that acknowledgement and with that disclaimer but nevertheless to to list a couple of things that that may be helpful in just trying to live better despite their presence in our lives. So here, the the first one I've already mentioned, identifying them, just naming what they are and and realizing that they exist within us. So the first is always identify. And then wh- whatever the journey takes after that, that that that's always the first step. The second is to process. So I I have to say uh, this this sharing my lima bean story and again it's the first time i have ever told this story but even if in the moment it was and even if in the moment it was difficult for me and it was it, it was strange to be mentioning that again but th- there was something about sharing it that was was freeing a little freeing and again we're just talking about lima beans so if you have something that is much more serious than that something that is way heavier than that that you are carrying within you how much more important it will be to process it to tell the story to to identify the factors at play within the story and how they continue to how you continue to carry them so that that ties into the next part the the next thing on my list which is to reach out to actually tell that story to somebody someone you trust someone who is not going to minimize any part of it someone who is going to honor it and receive it 
in the full spirit that it is told. So that might be a professional, of course, a therapist, a counselor, a spiritual director, a clergy person. So someone, someone who is going to receive your story and honor it and, and who is going to, to treat that naming and that processing as a sacred act. The next one is to write. Writing isn't for everyone, but it's certainly a thing for me. So I include it on the list to journal it or to, to, to write it on a few pages of Mead notebook paper, just to get it out, just to have the words out there. And maybe even you could do a ritual of, of burning it afterwards, if, if that is something that w would feel like a cathartic, cleansing sort of action. Or to rip it up, or, or to basically obliterate it in some other way. That, that might be something that can be part of your journey back toward healing as well. Another item on my list is breathe. When the circumstances and factors line up in a particular moment, whether it is walking into a church building for the first time in forever, or seeing a person that you never wanted to see again, or a certain time of year is rolling around once again, whatever it is, remember to breathe. And in a larger sense, pay attention to what your body is doing. Pay attention to the reactions in your pores, in your stomach, in your muscles. And which particular muscles? It could be shoulders, it could be back, it could be neck. We carry these experiences in our bodies. And especially when circumstances kick up those emotions again, we may have to acknowledge and, and soothe our bodily reactions to them. And the final one I want to bring up, which I've also mentioned, is to remove. Whenever possible, remove the proverbial lima beans from your life. Because they're not healthy for you. Because they only cause damage, painful reminders painful reactions. And so in order to function again as best we can as full-fledged human beings, they need to be cut out from our lives. And there is no shame in that. There is no, th this is not about weakness. This is not a sign of weakness. 
This is a sign of strength because it shows that we are capable of removing those things from our lives, that we are stronger than whatever potential positive things that other people think we would experience if we did something different. Some, sometimes it is part of healing to face things head on like that. But it's not healing for everybody. And so removing is a viable and sometimes necessary option. So, negative associations, negative mind hooks. For you, it may be something as relatively trivial as a certain food item, but it may also be something much more serious and severe. And my prayer for you, if you'll allow me to have a prayer for you, is that you find the help that you need and that after the first step of identifying that they are present, taking the next steps that are best for you in your path back toward wholeness. Thank you for listening to the Coffeehouse Contemplative Podcast. I'm Jeff Nelson. You can find more about my writing, including all my books, at jeffreyanelson.com. You can also find me on social media, Jeffrey A. Nelson on Facebook, and I'm at Bold Roast Rev on both Twitter and Instagram. Have a great week.